Well, welcome to our service this morning. Uh, we are at the end of uh, another year and boy, what a year. <laughs> uh, just been a, a completely different year. You know, I don't believe anyone had any idea of what um, this year was going to be like. You know, the trauma, the trials, the, uh, the tears, the tests that many of us have had to walk through. And the question, I guess, begs, you know, what will 2021 uh, have in store for us? What's, what's ahead in 2021? Who knows? Who knows? God does, you know. Uh, all I can do really uh, play my part in this is to ensure that I position myself in the best place from which to respond to anything, yes, anything that comes our way. I'm encouraging us to do something this year that actually positions ourselves, positions ourselves in the best place from which we can respond to anything. Everyone say anything. Wow. I, I was almost moved to tears by that response. So overwhelmed was I by the conviction behind that statement. I thought, my goodness, I'm in the house of faith today. That was sarcastic and I apologize for it. And I'm sorry about that. It's something that God's got me on this journey about dealing with my sarcasm. And to our online viewers, I humbly apologize to you too. I don't want to, you to miss out on this. I want us to be able to position ourselves in the best place from which I can respond to anything. anything. Yeah, I'm in the house of faith now. That's so good, you know. Things happened in 2020 that have never happened in our generation before. Some people did okay in 2020, others not so okay. Some weathered very difficult situations and came through with a more intimate relationship with God, others not so much. We are in danger of not leading ourselves or our families or our communities well if we don't intentionally take the time to develop this place where we can uh, position ourselves to be ready to respond to anything. And that place is in a position where we can hear clearly the Word of God to us no matter what season that we are in, no matter where we find ourselves, but we are in that place where we've decided we are intentionally going to park ourselves so that we can hear what God says to us for now and for tomorrow, that we are going to do something deliberately to position ourselves in the best place and in the ability to, like the, the best place that you can be is where you can hear Father's voice, where you can feel the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit. It's where you can meet with Jesus as He walks with you through the Word of God. Is anyone here this morning interested in finding out how we can do that this morning? Three, four, five, six. It's going up. Hallelujah. Here we go. So 
Life can be and often is stressful. Stuff happens and it mounts up and we feel overwhelmed and find it hard to relax and unwind. Has anyone found that in the last 12 months? Wow, that's great. So most of you have been on track with Jesus. It's good. See, the thing is that we live in a culture where we are constantly pressured to meet everyone else's expectations of who we should be. I've got to live up to their expectation of who I've got to be, not God's expectation. We live in this culture. We're told we need to wear this. We need to have that. We need to look like this. We need to sound like that in everything that we do to be accepted. And I want to tell you, all you need to do is to be yourself because that's who God has created you to be. If he wanted you to smell like that, look like that, whatever, he'd provide it for us. Now I'm just being like, you know, throwing some stuff at you. You get what I'm saying. Okay, you you get what I'm saying. See, there's lots of good things that we can do in life, but at times we've got to uh, 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 to get rid of the good things to to go with what God has got for us in the great things. Okay, we need to give ourselves permission to say no to some good things so that we can say yes to God's great things in our lives. To know and to experience what God's great is, we need to schedule time to do nothing except intentionally listen to the Holy Spirit and meditate on the Word of God. Part of our statement as a church is this, that we encounter God. We, We want to encounter God and to become passionate followers of Jesus Christ. That's a part of what we want to do. So as passionate followers of Jesus, His voice is the one thing that truly helps us to cut through all the noise and the stress of life. Because when God speaks to you, you suddenly have the strength and the courage to face anything in your way. You can speak to mountains. You can speak to sicknesses. You can speak to those things that are holding you back, the things that are dragging you down, the chains that weigh us down, the things that we're going through that we seem to just come up to continually. God's voice is the one voice that's going to help you to navigate your way through, over, under, or around whatever it is that you're facing today and even in your tomorrow. See, drawing away from all the distractions, both good and bad, of life and to listen to God's voice is something that is essential as a spiritual, I'm going to swear at you today, a spiritual discipline, a discipline. We are disciples. We are disciplined learners. We are disciplined followers of Jesus. We are that's it's a part of the whole thing. We are people who are passionate about God. So we are discipling uh, ourselves. To, we need to have this as an essential spiritual discipline in our lives. An evangelist and author, Priscilla Shira, states in her book, Discerning the Voice of God, she says this Have we become so addicted to busyness? not merely in our daily lives, but while we are actually immersed in our daily devotions, that we have trained ourselves not to hear Him. 
until we intentionally discipline ourselves to be still and to listen, we'll miss most of what God is saying to us. And what he's saying to us and giving to us are the instructions, the guidelines, the directions of how to handle what you may be going through or are about to go through. This is a word of life to people here today. This is, I'm throwing out a life boy for you today. If you're finding yourself just struggling in your relationship with God, if you're finding yourself not hearing His voice, if you're finding yourself so busy that you can't even spend five minutes in a day somewhere at some point to connect with God, I am chucking out a life boy, a life preserver to you today to tell you that there is a place, there's a time that God can meet with you and you can meet with God being intentional about doing that so that you can see this season through. That excites me. That puts a quiver in my liver. See, many of us have lied to ourselves thinking that doing nothing in God's presence is unproductive, that waiting on the Holy Spirit is a waste of time. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Because I believe that as we wait on the Spirit of God, He not only refreshes us in the quietness and the stillness, that He can speak to us in a whisper and we can grab it like it's been shouted from the rooftops because there is a silence that we've come into to be able to hear his voice. Instead, I want us to agree with the great theologian, this a huge theologian, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh said this. Winnie the Pooh said, doing nothing often leads to the very best something. Did you want me to repeat that so that you can write that down in your diary? In your, in your Bible? Great theologian. He says, doing nothing often leads to the very best something. Words of wisdom from a stuffed bear. In the times that I personally have drawn aside to do nothing but to listen to God, I've heard him speak clearly to me, and I have felt less overwhelmed by life and able to continue doing what God has called me to do. As I've stepped aside to make time to listen to him, he said things like this, I don't just love you, I really like you too. Now that to you would mean nothing, but to me in that moment, it was everything. Because you know, we can say to people, oh, I love you, but do you really like them? For God to say that to me was profound and I needed to hear it. God said to me at times, with me, with me, all things. That's all he said, six words. In that moment, I knew God was speaking to me and I was going to be okay. God's spoken to me at times when I've questioned my calling. Gary, you shall lead these people. That's all he needed to say. It was a confirmation for me that I was in the right place doing the right thing. Other times he said to me, keep digging the wells. Go deeper. There is a richer flow as you dig. 
See, as we deliberately set aside time to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, as we quieten ourselves down to hear his voice, he speaks profoundly into our spirit at just the right moment. You think it's just the right time. No, it's because you quietened it down. You can actually hear. He's been saying that to you for months. But you haven't positioned yourself. We haven't positioned ourselves in that place where we could quieten ourselves down enough to hear what he's saying. So how do we lead our families? How do we lead ourselves? How do we lead our communities in doing this? Simply by positioning ourselves in the best place from which to hear the one voice who will empower us to face anything in life. How do we do that? I'm glad you've asked. We pray and listen. We pray and we listen. P-R-A-Y, and my points are going to come from these letters. I'm just giving you a heads up that this is where it's going to go from. And we listen, L-I-S-T-E-N. Listen, we pray And we listen. We pray and we listen. I'm going to read a passage of Scripture to you that I might think about praying because it's always a good thing to do when you're talking about praying and listening. So Mark chapter 14, verses 3 to 9 says this. While Jesus was in Bethany reclining at the table of the home of Simon the leper, a woman with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. Now, I have no clue what that was. I thought it was going to be like lard, but, you know, because who's had a lard sandwich? Like years ago, but, you know, with the gravy from the bottom of the pan, like, hello, hello, how good is that stuff right there? So I, I thought, okay, I won't go any further. I see people starting to throw up. So this thing is made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on Jesus' head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, Jesus said. Leave her alone. Jesus said. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare my for my burial. Truly I say to, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for the thing that you've put in me to be able to speak this. And I pray, Holy Spirit, you take my words, you plant them in people's hearts, and that this is a message that we remember forever. Lord, that we can pray and listen and put into effect uh, an ability to be intentional about positioning ourselves in that one place from which we can handle anything that comes our way because we positioned ourselves in a place where we can hear your voice. And I pray, take this message and use it for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. What this woman has done 
is an act of extreme devotion. As the men reclined at the table, an unnamed woman walks up to Jesus and pours out her extravagant gift of devotion and praise on Jesus. A powerful and sacrificial perfume, a fragrance, has filled the room where they are meeting there, causing everyone to notice that this was no ordinary act of kindness. It was no ordinary act that she had done. So this far exceeded the average hospitality shown to a house guest. This was an anointing fit for a king. This was an act of extreme devotion. It cost this woman something significant to do it. And any act of extreme devotion is going to cost us something today. You need to understand that. This is going to cost you something significant today. This is not a quick fix This is not a fad. This is not a formula. It is an act of extreme devotion that I'm talking to you about this morning. This is something that we get to do that we don't have to do. It's something that's like a part of us on the inside that that we are compelled. We, We want to be in the presence of the one whose voice will change our circumstance because he loves us and wants nothing but the best for us. He says, no, I'm not forcing you. You don't have to do this. Completely up to you. But unless we change something, unless we change something, it's likely that we're going to have another year like the one we're in and want to leave behind us. We've got to change something to help us to make it through so that we come through. I'm not saying to you that you're going to be uh, like, uh, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, disassociated, uh, uh, immune to everything that's, that's gone on in this world. Stuff happens. Life's hard at times. You're going to have stuff that comes up, but you are, you're going to be able to handle it because you're in the place where you can hear his voice and you can see your way through it. You've got courage because you've heard a voice. You've got the ability to walk through it because you've heard a voice. There's one saying, come on, Gary. You can make it through this. Come, Gary. Come into my presence, Gary. Do you understand what I'm saying? Great. I'm still in the right place. It's excellent. See, this is about us pouring out the oil of our love and adoration of our time to release the fragrance of his presence. We must sacrificially break open our lives, reveal our vulnerabilities, and offer to God something significant that's valuable and it costs us. You know, I've been asked many times, what is it that gives something its value? I did a series a number of years ago on what gives something its value. Some things that give a a thing its value are, are this. It's material substance. Diamonds are worth something of value because of what they're made of. It's workmanship. It's the person that crafted it, the person that painted the picture, the person that did the tapestry. It's the person who created you. It's the function Some things are are unique, they are valuable because of their function, what they do. There's only one of those things that that can do that that particular thing because of its potential. One dollar on its own is not a great thing, but when you gather a million together, all of a sudden there's potential. Who owns it? I've got a great pair of sneakers at home, but you're not going to pay a million dollars for those. But if Michael Jordan 
was to offer up his sneakers with some fragrance stuff put in them. It's likely you're going to pay a lot more. What Something that gives its value is what someone's willing to pay for it. You can learn that when you sell your house. We think our house is worth a million bucks. Sadly, we might get 500000 for it. Or we might get 300000 for it. It's only worth what someone's willing to give it, to pay for it. The value of something is also in its uniqueness, one of a kind, something that is unique. And the value of our time is in its uniqueness. There's nothing else like our time. One of the greatest gifts that we can give Father is our time. It's the only thing that we are in charge of and can control. Once it's spent, it's gone. We don't get that time again. Spending time with the Father, spending time with our family, spending time with our friends is one of the greatest gifts to show them how much we love them because we are giving them something that only we can give and that has incredible value. We are giving them our time. See, this woman took the time to pour out her devotion on Jesus. And too often, prayer becomes a list of things that we need or want from God, and we give no time or space for God to fill with his presence and to speak with us. Because we've got a list. I've got five minutes, and Lord, I'm going to run through my list. Thank you for being with me. Really nice to thank you. And you're gone. Hello, I just, I've got the answer for that, that number three. I've got the answer for number six on your list. Come back. But we're out the door. I love you. I care about you. Here's, here's, here's a truth, okay? You need to learn this about me. I am not an expert listener. So these things that I'm going to be talking to you right now, I'm talking to myself too. These are things that I need to learn. I am not the best at this stuff. In fact, some of you are talking to me and you're thinking, is he listening to me? And I'm, it's obvious that I'm not. I love you and I care about you, but I'm a, not a very good listener at times. So here's some things that may be helpful to us all as we step aside to pray and listen to the Lord. What if prayer was like this? Prayer, P-R-A-Y, prayer. The P stands for pause. To stop, rest, to wait, to take a breath in his presence. R is to reflect. Reflect on his character. Think about his nature. Remember his mighty acts and deeds. To meditate on his word that lives and abides forever. A is to ask. Ask for his guidance, for his wisdom, his counsel from his word. And why? Why is to yield. Do whatever he says. Our obedience actually demonstrates our love for him. Your will be done, Lord God. See, doing this, it makes it all about the Father, listening to him, being with him. We are receiving divine direction and, and guidance from him. We're being encouraged by him. See, this is what I've learned. This isn't all about us. 
It's about him. So being able to listen is so important as we pray. To listen, L-I-S-T-E-N. Here's some practical tips that we might like to listen to today. L, limit distractions. If Jesus withdrew from the crowd, so should we. Luke 5 verse 16 says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Go to the place where we feel least distracted. Here's a big tip. Turn your phone off. Turn your phone off. It was, it was fascinating. Jane and I were out for a walk just uh, this last week and we were going past the, the park and ride and there probably would have been maybe 12 or 15 people waiting in a line to catch a bus. And probably there were only three people that weren't looking at a phone. The rest, just that's, that's it. The, the, like the world could have ended, but they wouldn't have known it because they were on their phone. The eye of listen is intentional planning. Plan ahead. Be intentional. Be intentional with your planning. Schedule time, a place. Uh, put it in your calendar. Give the best when you're at your best. People say to me, well, should I have a morning time, an evening? Well, when are you at your best? Give God the best bit. If that's at the end of your day, then give him that bit. If it's at the beginning of the day, give him that bit. Pack some essentials. If you're going to listen to God, the Bible's probably going to help you. Worship music, a journal. If you're an arty sort of person, take some art supplies. Like just picture, like draw a picture about what God puts in your heart. Whatever helps you focus your attention on listening to God's voice. I'm not sure if I might have mentioned this in talking about intentional planning, but be intentional about turning your phone off. Silence it. Get comfortable. This is the place where tracky dacks and bare feet are really acceptable. It's okay. The S of listen is sit still. I don't know how many times my teachers used to tell me that. Sit still. Often sitting still and waiting is the most difficult part. We need to push, P-U-S-H. What does that mean? Pause until something happens. That was easy, wasn't it? Push. Pause until something happens. Psalm 46 verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 37 verse 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. We need to be like Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 9, where Samuel hears this voice when he's trying to go to sleep and he gets up and hearing this voice and he runs to Levi, the, the priest there, and he says, I'm hearing voices. And, and Levi suddenly twigs after about three goes. He says, look, uh, the next time you hear that voice, just simply say, Lord, I'm here and your servant listens. Just take the time out to listen. Sit still and just be in that moment. T of listen is talk less. Good lesson for me. See, we have to shut up so he can show up. Psalm 62 verse 5 says, My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. See, if we're to be ready for anything, then we need to let God speak more than we do. I've discovered that I've got two ears and one mouth. Sadly, I use two mouths, like I feel like I've got two mouths and one ear, and I overboard on the, the talking stuff. 
We just need to use those gifts in proportion to how we got them. E is to expect to hear. If we as part of God's flock intentionally draw away in order to listen to his voice, then we are promised that we will hear his voice. Because John chapter 10 verse 27 tells us, my sheep hear my voice. Expect to hear him. If you're a part of his flock, you're going to hear his voice. God will honor the faith that expects him to, to speak. N, never say never. N, never say never. We need to enter this time with an openness to whatever God speaks to us or that what he may ask us to do and then leave taking steps uh, to, to move forward in obedience. See, nothing is impossible with God. You know, I, I felt very clearly a direction from the Holy Spirit about making January 2021 a month of prayer for us as a church. And today I'm asking all of us to be a part of that, that out in the foyer, just out uh, opposite the TV in the foyer, there is a great big whiteboard type thing with the month of January on there. I'm, I'm praying that we can cover the month of January by having people pray throughout January, that there's not a day on that calendar month thing whereby there is a day that's missing with a person's name saying, I'm committing to pray for our, our church, I'm praying for our community, and I'm praying for 2021, that it's better than ever for all the people that I come into contact with. We believe for souls. There's, there's some things I've put on the whiteboard out there. Have a look at it. It's, it's very big. You might have walked straight past it. <clears throat> there's a white, like a, 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 what do you call a pen? Marker pen, thank you. Marker pen that I've put at the top of the, uh, the, the board. If you're short, I can come and get it for you. I can help you with that. To pray and listen costs us. It comes with a high price tag. But here's the thing. We aren't called to live the average Christian life. We're called to be like Jesus. Being like Christ means that we pause in his presence, we reflect on his character, we ask for his guidance, and we yield to his will day after day. When we take time to listen to God, here's some benefits. It releases stress and enables us to get God's perspective on our circumstances. It enables us to rise and encourages us to keep going. It reignites and restores our energy and our passion for the Lord and our family and our ministries. It reminds us of who we are in Christ and our calling. It engages our creativity and outside-of-the-box thinking to see ourselves come through a circumstance. See, what I believe is that as we pray and listen, it's possible that the Holy Spirit will speak to us about what's happening right now. He'll, he'll speak to us about what possibly is just down the road for us and give us the equipment that we need and the word that we need to see that season through. And he wants us to trust him as we walk through what's happening as well. Conversely, if we don't pray and listen, we may be in something or about to go through something completely unprepared and not ready because we've not been willing to spend time to pray and listen. 
And this is what I believe, that this year could be our best year ever for facing anything that comes our way, but it's going to cost us to do something about it, to position ourselves daily to hear his voice and do as he says. Are you listening? Our world is filled with a never-ending cycle of activity. It is increasingly harder to escape the noise. Hearing his voice allows us to grow in maturity as believers. When we quiet the noise and listen, he can speak to us. Hours before his crucifixion, Jesus prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Amidst being in the final hours of his life, Jesus did not become distracted by his circumstances. Instead, he looked to the one who he knew had the answer. God is speaking to you. Are you listening? Let's stand. Just going to ask you to adopt an attitude of prayer this morning, and I'm going to pray for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this message. I thank you for your word. I thank you for putting this on my heart to share with your people and those who are watching online this morning. I thank you that you'll bring back to our remembrance the things that you've spoken to us that you're waiting and wanting to talk to us and encourage us and strengthen us, give us direction, give us hope about the things that we maybe are going through right now or perhaps that we may have to go through somewhere down the track. I pray that you would prompt people to be intentional about positioning themselves in that one place from which we can handle anything that may come our way. Would you woo us, speak to us, draw us by your presence, draw us by your word, and help us to set aside time to be intentional about this spiritual discipline of of praying and listening to you because you love us and you care about us, and you want to see us thrive and have an abundant life. Father, I ask you to do that in the wonderful name of Jesus today. Amen. Amen. Well, that's the message for today. I pray that you've enjoyed this morning's service. I pray that you uh, go home and you look at your calendar and you make a decision about, okay, this is what I'm going to do about what the message was today and be intentional about making space for that. Please have a look at the prayer board out in the foyer. There's a black marker pen at the top there. It's got some lovely blue tacks surrounding it so it makes it easy to hold on to.
Um, so I really pray that you think about that and, and just say, if it's just one day, that's great. Let's, let's fill that thing up with some names and, and know that we've got every single day in January covered in so far as uh, making sure that we've got the whole month covered in prayer. Pray that you have a really great week, that you enjoy this uh, down season, uh, that you uh, sit back and relax and enjoy the fellowship and the, the love and the companionship of friends and family around about you. I pray you have a really great day, a really great week, and uh, we'll see you real soon. Don't forget, you've been transformed to bring transformation. You've been lit up to light up the world around about you. Have a great week. God bless.